tied for the most terrifying day of my life. I was what? Every other freaking day of my life. <laughs> How are you doing, you wonderful nerds? Scott here, and this is day... Oh, God, I don't even know what day it is. 23 of the Month of Monsters podcast, a Scooby-Doo podcast, where I am watching Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed every single day for the month of October. Now, we missed a couple days, you may have noticed, uh, which is kind of sad. So, first it was just I needed a mental break, then I actually did record a podcast with my friends from Boss Level 8, and it was a really, really funny, entertaining podcast, but uh, we had a bunch of audio issues and I couldn't salvage it no matter how hard I tried, so uh, that was just gone from the internet forever. Uh, so apologies for missing a couple days, but we're back and I'm doing a really fun thing right now. You know how I try to get you guys to uh, follow me on Instagram uh, for just whatever. Uh, We're doing a live stream right now. We are in the middle of a live stream as I'm recording, and this live stream is, uh, we're just going to answer comments and see uh, questions from you guys uh, about Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed or about this uh, podcast in general. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We have a couple of them going on here. So, everyone who is joining, how's it going? Read the pinned... Uh, comment and you can uh, just ask away. So we have a question from Mr. Ski Goggles that says, if you could choose any horror villain to add to the Scooby-Doo villain roster, who would it be? Same with Goosebumps monsters. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, the, the Goosebump monster that freaks me out the most is the one where it's like the Halloween mask that kind of like takes over your face and like you can't get it off. That was terrifying to me. That would be a really fun monster for the, for the Scooby gang to, uh, to ward off. I think that would be interesting in terms of just classic horror villains. Well, I mean, you know, Scooby-Doo is always, it's already done Jekyll and Hyde, which I think, uh, is, is pretty, you can't get much more classic than that. Um, I don't know. There's not a whole lot that they haven't already done. Uh, you know what? I'll throw that out to the commenters. If you have a classic horror villain that you would want to see, let me know. Um, Mr. Max Mariner says, did you know that there exist, there now exist 31 different Scooby-Doo animated movies? What a number. Am I right? Yes. Uh, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I think next year, if people still like this and people want me to do more of this next year, I will do uh, a similar thing. But instead of watching the same movie, I will watch a different Scooby-Doo movie. 31 days in a row because there are 31 of them. So that'll be fun. Um, have I read, Oh, this comes from placated venom. Have I read the new Scooby apocalypse? I feel like you might have answered this before. I think I've talked about it before. Maybe not on this podcast. I don't know. It's, it's been a, it's been a while. Um, but I haven't read it yet. I bought a couple volumes of it and I just haven't had the time to sit down and read it. And I feel like I'm missing out. People tell me it's great. Actually. 23, you're correct. Thank you. Uh, Sorry, I'm just reading through the chat now. Uh, RIP those two days, says Parker Knights. Yeah, we also, I've missed, I think I've missed a total of three days now so far. Two days were simply because I had to just mentally recover. um, And one day was because I just, the audio didn't work out very well. Uh, I will say this, maybe this is too much information for uh, for a fun Scooby-Doo podcast. 
but and the big reason why I needed to mentally recover is not just this podcast. I'm super introverted. So yes, I, I need that recovery time from talking to a bunch of people um, constantly uh, on top of my everyday interactions, social interactions with people. Um, but there's also some personal stuff that's going on that I won't go into details of, but it uh, made it so that I just recently started therapy like today. So uh, yet another reason why uh the the uploads have been slowing down so again don't want to go into too much detail there this is supposed to be a fun happy scooby-doo podcast episode with the live chat we're going on here um but yeah that's uh that is a thing if you follow me on twitter you probably already know this i've been tweeting a lot about it uh about um kind of obnoxiously so um but thank you to everyone who's giving me all the hearts all of a sudden i appreciate it um Left Hand Cartoon says, what's your favorite character? Are we talking in Scooby-Doo in general or Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed? Because I will answer both of those. Scooby-Doo in general, uh, the character I love is... Mm, they're different eras and different versions of them that I love. Modern Day Fred, I love. He's hilarious to me. Classic Fred, very boring character in my opinion. But Modern Day Fred, where he is obsessed with traps, he's almost sexually aroused by traps. That's very funny to me. Um, and uh, the but but yeah, Classic Fred, not so much. Shaggy, I think, has been the most consistent character throughout the whole thing, uh, throughout the whole franchise of Scooby-Doo. Scooby and Shaggy have both been very consistent, and I appreciate that, and I love them both. Uh, Velma has been a fun one in, like, a pup named Scooby-Doo. I always liked Velma in there because she was this very silent uh, character who was very inquisitive, um, never really spoke until she had a clue or, or had some information, and I thought that was really interesting to me. Um, because, you know, in a in a kid's cartoon, it feels like you have everyone shouting out jokes left and right or, you know, everything. And they, then you have like this silent character who is very uh, just like down to business. And I thought that was a really interesting dynamic to add to uh, add to the team. Backlash says new podcast. Yeah. So a lot of you guys, I'm, I'm live streaming this actually on the nerd sync Instagram uh, instead of my personal one. So apologies to everyone. Um, and so some of you might not know this, but yeah, I am. This is a new podcast. It's right now it's out. There are over 20 episodes available right now, I think, uh, or maybe, maybe under, cause I have missed a couple of days. Um, but around that many, it's only existing for this month only. Um, I said only twice. So there you go. And uh, yeah, it's just about Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. I'm interviewing some amazing guests. We actually have some really fun guests coming up on the podcast. Uh, so just a little edit here. My live stream uh, kind of failed in the middle. So we are now live streaming from my Scott Nice Wonder account. We're going to go back at it with some more of your comments and questions about Scooby-Doo. Uh, Scooby-Doo two monsters unleashed specifically have i seen the supernatural scooby-doo crossover asks that guy three seven five nine i have not yet i know that other people keep telling me to watch it um it came out a while ago like did, did it come out earlier this year or even last year it's been a while it feels i haven't seen it no um probably should and maybe i will maybe that'll be my homework for you know later tonight or tomorrow or something i'm gonna try mr max mariner i think 
asking yet another question. Get out of here, Max. You were already on the podcast. You can't hijack this episode, too. Uh, but he asks, what are the quintessential ingredients for great Scooby-Doo media? That's a fantastic question, though. Um, I would love to know everyone else's thoughts in the chat right now who is uh, viewing this live stream, but I'll go ahead and give you my answer, my thoughts to this. Scooby-Doo in general has to be a good mystery. This is something that I've gone over before a lot with this podcast. I've talked about how some of the the shortcomings, the the failings, I guess, of Monsters Unleashed um, are that they... It's just not a good mystery. At the end of the day, the story in this movie is not a great mystery, in my opinion. So you have to have all the pieces there. Um, I actually prefer the Scooby-Doo media that does stick to the classic formula of you have a couple suspects, you go out and search for clues at the end of the day, you unmask someone in the end. That's the kind of Scooby-Doo that I like. There are, of course, the the more supernatural Scooby-Doo where it's not a person in a mask. It is actual supernatural uh, ghosts paranormal activity kind of stuff or monsters in any capacity. Um, that's not really for me, but the fact that there are two versions of Scooby-Doo media, one where it's not paranormal and one where it is paranormal, um, is really interesting and it allows something for everyone. I think placated venom asks, what's your favorite Scooby-Doo crossover like Harlem Globetrotters, WWE, three stooges, etc." So I don't remember watching any of them except the Harlem Globetrotters one. And I only remember one joke from the Harlem Globetrotters one, uh, which is, I I mean, I think it was the Harlem. I could be just mixing it. It's been so long, but there was a joke about how one of them, I think Fred was trying to do Morse code because they were trapped somewhere and he was trying to do like Morse code for SOS and then, or something else, something maybe a little bit more complicated. I don't know. But one of the Harlem Globetrotters or whoever else was guesting in that episode, I don't know, um, could interpret it. And then they they were like, well, send a message back to Fred. And the joke was like, oh, I only know how to, like, I only know how to interpret it. I don't know how to actually do it. And I thought that was very silly. Uh, but then again, I don't know, maybe that is a thing. I, I mean, you know, I feel like if you know how to, how to listen to Morse code, then you probably know how to just translate it and be like, oh, okay, and just do the same thing. So it's a funny joke. That's what I'm, I'm trying to ruin the funny joke by over-explaining it. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> yes. Um, that guy 3759 again says, you should try to contact Freddie Prince Jr. for an episode. I have reached out in an email. I'm not really expecting anything back. However... A fan of NerdSync and a fan of this podcast, I think, or at least just a fan of NerdSync in general, um, said that they were good friends with the guy who played Ned from Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed and that they're going to try and maybe reach out on my behalf. And I've tried to tweet at him on, on Twitter. I don't know if he responded quite yet. Um, he, he does, He's not very active on Twitter anyway, I don't think. But... That would be a fun actor to get on to discuss this movie. Ned, one of the actual, I mean, spoilers for a movie that's 14 years old now. uh, One of the actual villains of the film. That would be interesting to to get his perspective on what that was like. Uh, This next one comes from uh, Melorenson. 
I'm so sorry. I'm bad at pronouncing names. In your opinion, what makes a great Scooby-Doo villain? And why is the correct answer the Cyber Chase Ghost? You know me. I love Cyber Chase. I love the Cyber Chase Ghost. Um, here's why. I, I know people hate Cyber Chase. At least that's the vibe I get from the internet every time I talk about Cyber Chase. Here's what I will say about Cyber Chase. And why I like that movie. Number one, very similar to Monsters Unleashed. It uses classic Scooby-Doo villains in an interesting way, um, at least in in the final level, I think. They, the gang even interacts with their past selves or, or you know, obviously interpretations of their past selves because they're in a video game. Um, and I think that's really interesting. And I also like the, the cyber chase ghost because, again, there's this like there's these hints, these breadcrumbs of clues Uh that point to who it actually is. It's not a person to unmask. So very similar to people who think who who really like the um like the real monsters, the real paranormal stuff where there's no one to unmask. This ghost quote unquote um was like real quote unquote again. They were all in a simulation basically. But, you know, um so it was, I don't know, it was really interesting the way that they kind of merged those two ideas together. So it's like, there is someone behind it, but it's not, you don't unmask the villain. It's, you just have to figure out who's, yeah, I don't know. It's, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Placated Venom, you love Cyber Chase. Thank you. Uh, Cyber Chase is best chase. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Uh, got it on VHS and DVD. Well, that's good. Maybe I'm not alone in this then. Yeah, Young Nug says, I love Cyber Chase. Cool. A maskless mystery, if you will. Yes, says LP. Uh, I Yes, I agree. I think that's interesting. I mean, and Monster, not Monsters Unleashed, but uh, What's New Scooby-Doo did very similar versions of that where the monster would be sometimes things that you wouldn't unmask. It would be, and I'm sure other shows did it too, but I just remember it specifically a lot in um, What's New Scooby-Doo where the monster would be controlled by technology or something. Um, and then you would just have to find out who's controlling it. Like there would be uh, a, a mall or something where all the toys came to life. And it's like, you're not, you're not going to find who did it by like on taking the heads off the toys. You just have to find out who's actually controlling them. Um, another one was when the mystery machine was, was hijacked and kind of made to seem like it was haunted and chasing after them. It's that's another kind of technology based one that show was really all about pushing the boundaries of technology which was interesting um placated venom asks what cgi character do you think holds up best from scooby-doo 2 uh first of all it's scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed you have to say the full title very important uh but which cgi character do i think holds up the most today i've talked about this a lot on the podcast i feel so i'll just touch on it briefly i think the ten thousand volt ghost looks great i think it holds up it doesn't look it i you could just take copy paste that same monster those same like um you know special effects files um and it would into like a movie today and it'd be, you'd be pretty solid you you could you'd have to you know update it a little bit but for the most part it looks really good so um there were a few episodes like that in mystery inc says mr ski goggles yeah like the ghost truck yeah for sure um alex tacon I don't know if I'm pronouncing names correctly. What kind of character slash personality type would you add to the main group? That is a fantastic question. I would love to know everyone else's thoughts about this in the comments of the chat here. So if we could add another character or personality type to the group, who would we add? That's fascinating. I would have kind of liked to add Red Herring 
from a pup named Scooby-Doo into the main group because he's always kind of there, but it would be fun to like add him in long term to solve mysteries because then you have a tough guy, um, you know, bully kind of in the group, which is, you know, Fred is kind of supposed to be like the, the but he's not, you know, and uh, so having having I feel like his character is different enough from everyone else. But uh, yeah. It'd be interesting to see into that dynamic more frequently, actually helping them solve mysteries on a more frequent basis instead of just being around. I think that would be fun for sure. <laughs> um, have I seen the deleted scenes of Scooby-Doo two monsters unleashed asks that guy three, seven, five, nine. I have not actually, I don't think so. I, I I'm only watching it on Netflix. Wait, I think I own it on iTunes. What am I doing? I got to get on iTunes and see the deleted scenes. Hopefully they're there. If they're not there, then I have to track them down. I need to know what these deleted scenes are. We need to talk about them. That would be a bunch of fun. LP says, yeah, the gang needs muscle. And I feel like Fred is not it. Yeah. I think Daphne is more the muscle these days. Uh, I think, Ever since the live action movies made it so uh, she knows how to fight, that's kind of transferred over into the cartoons uh, where it doesn't happen often. She doesn't go toe to toe with ghosts that often, but it is canon, at least in a couple series after the fact that Daphne is a skilled fighter. Um, I just don't think they get into that those kinds of scenarios that often. But I think for me, red is red herring is, is really interesting. Um, not only as kind of muscle, but just as like a grumpy guy, the gang doesn't have any grumpy guys. And I think that would be a funny dynamic to add to the group. You know, you've got Scooby and Shaggy who are very lovable, very loving, but also very scared. Um, Fred and Daphne who are, who are more so the kind of, um, I don't want to say bland or whatever, but you know, they're, they're more so the generic, like characters leaders or whatever they, they've added to their personality over time for sure uh velma's the the smart one um who you know believes in logic and facts and reason and also i do like it when velma has is written with a bit of ego to her i think that's an interesting character flaw that is that makes for good stories um because she is like the smart one and she sees herself as the smart one so if she gets something wrong or facts don't add up the way that she wants it kind of bothers her and i think that's a really interesting way to write that character um that they've embraced rarely i think but when they do it's some of my favorite stuff i'm reminded of when um it might've been in what's new Scooby-Doo where they unmask the villain. And it was a character that the gang had never met before. So Velma thought she knew who it was, but when, then when they unmask the, uh, the monster at the end, she's like, what? Well, that's not fair. Cause I didn't meet this character. I, I'm not wrong. I just didn't have all the information, you know, <laughs> like that kind of stuff's really funny to me. Um, let's see what other comments do we got going on here? Placated Venom once again asks, so what do you think of Velma and Daphne in the movie? I like both of them in, I think, I don't know. I think I might like, I don't know. It's rough gang. Cause you know how it is. You have this idea of these characters in your head and you know how you want them to be. I kind of feel like the only characters, nope. <laughs> I, this is the thing about Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed is that there's, oh, there's something missing from each character that makes me feel like 
they aren't fully the characters they're representing. Shaggy and Scooby are so close, but they don't do... One of their classic bits is that they eat constantly. They're constantly eating food. And that doesn't really happen in, in Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Um, they eat the cotton candy glob. That's really it. There's no setup. There's no establishment for that. Fred is kind of played as the dumb one a little bit, uh, which is fine. Fred can be funny when he's oblivious. I would say it's better when Fred is oblivious rather than just straight up dumb. Uh, Daphne, I feel, you know, I felt like didn't get too much of Daphne's tricky. And I've mentioned this before because I still feel like her character is a little needs to be fleshed out a little bit more in, in Scooby-Doo media, but maybe I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not grasping onto, uh, that character as well as other people are. I love that character. I love Daphne Velma in this movie was also like, not the Velma that I would prefer because, um, I don't know. She does talk about facts and logic and reason a lot. So that's good. That's actually a big part of her story, but it's, I don't know, like the whole wanting to change and, and look a different way to impress somebody else. It doesn't strike me as very Velma in my opinion. I'd love to know your thoughts on that though. Yeah. Young Nug says, should anyone else play Fred except for Frank Welker? My a better question and not better, but a different question that popped into my head is: Has anyone? I mean, yes. Um, but has anyone? I'm, I don't know. I know that somebody else played Fred for a pup named Scooby Doo because they had to. They were children. But I was wondering if like other Scooby Doo animated movies had like different um voice actors because there was a. I feel like there was a time during like the '90s when the voice actors for Scooby Doo were kind of being shaken up a little bit. Uh, Casey Kasem wasn't playing Shaggy uh, as much during that time period. He dropped out and other people stepped into that role. Um, yeah, I'm curious if the same was if he's if, if like adult or adult, sometimes teenage Fred, obviously. I wonder if that's always been Frank Welker. I don't really know. I, I'm there's there had to have been like one time. But if not, then that is that is impressive. And uh, no, I love him. He's great. I even like him as Scooby. Uh I don't think he voiced Scooby in the live action ones, the live action movies. Uh, I think that was somebody else, but I think his Scooby's really good. It's fun to, I always imagine what it's like recording and seeing like him bounce. Like if, if Scooby and Fred have a thing, like dialogue back and forth, it might be fun to kind of see him get into both of those characters. Uh, like back to back would be fun. Mr. Ski Goggle says, I think all animated movies had Frank Welker. Everyone else was switched up for a while. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I feel like, that's kind of interesting, right? Like Fred is kind of like the the most consistent one on the team, even though his character has not been very consistent throughout. So I, I'm curious. I know Frank Welker doesn't do in- interviews of any kind, but it would be interesting to pick his brain about like if if he had any input on on how to write Fred or how to change him up from for all these years, uh, how he feels about modern day Fred compared to the old school Freds. That would be interesting to to really learn about his thoughts on it. Uh, Young Nug says Frank Welger has been Fred since the sixties. Casey stopped because of the Burger King commercial. Righto, yeah, that's right. Uh, and the prequel in the prequel movies, Frank Welk. Oh, that's interesting. So in the prequels in like the mystery begins and the lake monster or whatever it was called, or the lagoon. I don't know that I can't even, I never remember the second one's name. 
Um, but that he was Scooby Doo for those. That makes sense though that he would do that because that was. I think he he started taking over Scooby Doo after the live action movies, and uh, and now he's just always been doing it. Curse of the Lake Monster. Oh, I, I was like really close the first time. I don't know why I thought there was a, a lagoon in there somewhere. Mr. Ski Goggle says Frank Welker is an amazing Scooby. He didn't voice Scooby in the James Gunn films, but he was Scooby in the directed TV ones. Yeah, that's so interesting. That's right. It did have Robbie Amell in it. I can't, yeah, as Fred, right? Wow. Incredible. That's so bizarre. Uh, well, I don't know how much longer we're going to go with this. We'll do some rapid fire questions coming up and then we'll call this an episode relatively short. I just don't know how many people want to listen to an epi- a podcast episode of me talking for like an hour or so. So we'll just cut it short, maybe around 30 minutes. So rapid fire questions about Scooby-Doo, about the podcast. If you have any questions about the podcast, we have some fun guests coming up, but I never like to spoil the guests until the recording is over because I don't want like to accidentally um, like say who a guest is and then they drop out and I'll be like, whoops, now people are expecting that. Uh, but we have some really fun ones coming up very soon that I'm very excited about. Uh, so yeah. All right, let's get into some final questions here. Young Nug says, what do you think of Batman meeting Scooby-Doo? I think it's very fun. Uh, I, you know, I talked before, I think in a, in a previous episode, no, 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 no. I think, I think this might've been for the boss level eight podcast that never made it up, but, uh, we were talking about the how Scooby-Doo has all these crossovers and at what point does it become more gimmick. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's always been a gimmick, but it's become such a part of Scooby-Doo that, um, I don't know, it just feels almost natural and, and like a staple of the franchise at, at some point. Um, are there any Matthew Lillard, any other Matthew Lillard movies that you enjoy? Asks LP. Uh, yes. Um, well... Actually, I see. Here's the thing: I don't watch many movies. Uh, Scream would be the one that I think everyone points to. That one's really fun, but I don't watch many movies. I don't know if I've seen many more with him, unfortunately. But if there are some good ones that I gotta watch, let me know. Uh, let's see what else here. Mister Ski Goggle says least favorite villain from. From the the movie, from Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed, I'll say that. Because if I limit it to the least favorite villain of the entire franchise of Scooby-Doo, there are a bunch of lackluster ones. But from the movie, my least favorite monsters, I will say, I really dislike, I dislike the skeleton men, the skelly men, the skelly thingies, as uh, Shaggy calls them. I don't quite care for them. I've I've referred to them as minion-esque, like proto-minions. Not a fan. They're they're not scary. They're too silly. You know, at its core, Scooby Doo the mon- the ghosts have usually been pretty scary. In- not not scary, but you know they they they're not meant to be like hilarious and goofy and silly. They're supposed to be like actual monsters, actual kind of seemingly threats to the gang. So I don't care for those. Uh, who would you cast as a live action red herring? Asks Corny Calf. Great question. Uh, I'm upset that Seth Green wasn't there, but if we want to do the big buff kind of tough guy, red herring, an adult version of red herring, the only person I can think, you know what? Michael C. Hall is red herring. Everybody. I think he would be great. Dexter, the serial killer. Yes. I think he would be fantastic as red herring. He would have a more menacing kind of take on the character. Very like, 
Yeah, like low voice talking. Ah, that would be fun. I would love him. Um, which is your favorite Scooby-Doo show? I like Mystery Inc. on Cartoon Network. Asks Kaboom43. Yeah, I am gonna have to say Mystery Inc. is like really close to my favorite, but I think... I think either a pup named Scooby-Doo or what's new Scooby-Doo plays such a big uh, a part in my heart because I, you know, I've, I've said this a bunch. I actually just like the formula. I like having a Scooby-Doo formula where you know what you're going to get. And every, I know that that's a big reason why people love mystery Inc is because it diverged from that formula. But for me, what's, I think what's new Scooby-Doo is the one a pup named Scooby-Doo. I love what's new Scooby-Doo is the one that cemented it for me. Um, because, and I may have mentioned this before, there was a time when they were airing new episodes where they would cut off the final few minutes of the episode and leave the mystery unsolved. And they wanted you to figure that out. And then they would solve it for you next week at the beginning of the following episode. And I thought that was really interesting. I kind of wish that they would do something like that again, where it was an actual mystery that you would have to sit down and think about the clues that you've seen. And you have like a full week. It's a cliffhanger every week. And you don't get to know the answer until the following week. I thought that was really interesting. That cemented it in my show. Um, uh, in my show? That didn't make sense. That cemented it in my head as as probably my favorite show. Uh, yeah. Shafni or Frafni? Asks Young Nug. <laughs> Gotta go Frafni for sure. Um, I don't know why, but I've always seen in my, in my head canon... Uh, I've always seen Shaggy as asexual. I, he's, I don't think he is. I know he had a relationship with Velma a little bit in Monsters or in Mystery Inc., but he wasn't really feeling it. It was mostly just something that Velma wanted. And because of that, because of the way he acted, I feel like he, to me, was a very asexual human being um, who just cared about his friends and his dog and eating food. And that's all you need. So that's that's how I've interpreted um, Shaggy, in my opinion. <laughs> Where the hell did Shafty come from? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Kaboom43, Shaggy isn't asexual. He loves food. Correct. <laughs> well, I think that is going to do it for this episode. We're going to call it... Uh, an episode right here real short calling it quits but thank you so much to everyone who joined in on the live stream you all are great uh, for your questions and comments and just the conversation we're going to continue doing this live stream uh, even after this podcast ends so if you want in on this we might do another episode like this if people like it go follow me on Instagram at Scott Nicewander uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at that the same thing if you want more updates of me talking about how my therapy is going I don't know why you'd want that but if you do Go for it. Uh, that's also where I tweet out when new episodes drop. So that's a better, probably a better reason for you to go check that out. Uh, but thank you guys so much for watching. I promise that we have more guests lined up for this week. Uh, a bunch of fun ones that I'm excited about. And I hope you guys like them as well. Uh, I will try not to miss more days, but we will see how that goes. I, I, tr- I, my, I try not to make promises, you know? So I will, I promise that I will try not to miss days, but I will not promise that I won't miss days, if that makes sense. Basically, just, you'll see when you get a new episode out. I'm trying to still do it daily. You know, things get in the way. So anyway, with all that said, everyone in the chat, I want you to get ready because we're going to do the thing that I always do to end 
these episodes, you and I, in unison, will do our best Scooby Dooby Doo. I want to see the chat flooded with Scooby Dooby Doos and maybe some hearts or something. I really want you guys to do it. So, I want I want you to do it. Do you get it? It's like Scooby Doo. Anyway, here we go. Three, two, one. Scooby Dooby Doo. Dooby Dooby 